From Broadsheet, Australia's go-to culture guide, this is FYI, a podcast about the stories we reckon deserve a closer look. I'm Katja Vachtel. If you're anything like me, you spend a fair amount of time online searching for clothes, homewares and so much more. And so you'd know the heartbreaking disappointment of buying something only for it to arrive and for it to seem kind of dodgy. That feeling is amplified when it's something you've been dying to get and it's probably set you back a couple of hundred dollars or more, like jeans, new sunnies or a pair of sneakers. And as Broadsheet social media editor Steph Vigilante has found out, knockoff sneakers are everywhere. Welcome, Steph. Hey, Kutch. So, Steph, you are our resident style writer at Broadsheet, and lately you've been looking into the fake sneaker market here. Yeah, I've become a little bit obsessed. I just didn't realise you were that into sneakers. Well, no, I wasn't. But then I heard that this American company one of the most influential sneaker resellers in the world, was opening an authentication centre here in Australia. Interesting. Yeah. Designer resale has become a massive business online and it got me thinking, surely people are getting scammed more than they used to be. Right. You think you're buying a Gucci handbag but it's just a really good fake. Yeah, exactly. Or in the case of sneakers, Air Jordans or something. So how do you know if you've been sold a dud? Well, it's really hard. That's the thing. That's why these people exist. Some might call them sneaker detectives, but they're actually called authenticators. Okay, authenticators. How do you get into a job like that? A lot of them are sneakerheads, but they've managed to make careers out of it. One guy I spoke to has been collecting sneakers for years, and it's turned him into an expert. Kind of sounds like a sneaker scientist. Well, his techniques are effective, but they're not high-tech. So even before you open the box, sometimes you can smell the chemicals coming off it. So usually that's a red flag. Like, it's it sounds crazy, but some shoes you just know have that certain, like the, the glue they've used, you just know that sweet smell, or the leather they've used, you know that proper smell is what can set something apart. That's Adam Pentafello. And no, he's not sniffing glue. Adam's job is to inspect sneakers at online marketplace StockX. He's describing one of the most obvious signs he's dealing with a fake. Smell. Millions of people from all over the world buy and sell footwear, clothing, electronics, collectibles, trading cards and accessories on the StockX site. But sneakers, by far, are their highest selling item. So much so that the US-based company recently opened Australia's first fashion authentication centre in Melbourne. That means that before items are sent from sellers to buyers, they're inspected here for authenticity first. And it's big business. Here's how it works. Someone might buy a freshly released sneaker. It might be an Adidas, a Nike, whatever. Someone on the other side of the world wants that sneaker and can't buy it anywhere else. And so the trader flips it, sometimes for thousands of dollars in profit. Here's Jesse Einhorn. He's a senior economist at StockX. It's truly a marketplace model. It uses the same bid-ask mechanics that you see in traditional stock markets. These are products that are often very hard to access at the retail level. So these are products that often sell out that are, you know, 
in some cases, but nearly impossible to buy from the brands themselves. Brands like Nike, Supreme, Bape, Gucci. But there's a problem. The resale market is flooded with knockoffs. And we're not talking about those poorly constructed copies you can get for 20 to 40 bucks on street corners. We're talking replicas that can fool even the most experienced sneaker collectors. These shoes are careful clones of the original and a lot of the time purchased intentionally by buyers wanting to get the look without the hefty price tag. A large portion of these high-end copies are manufactured in China's knockoff sneaker capital, Putian. You just have to type Putian Nike into Google to find your way to endless fakes for sale. And these are imitations so good, most people wouldn't realize they're not the real thing. Here's Jesse again. When StockX launched, there really were a large number of fakes of inauthentic products on the market. There wasn't really a safe and reliable way to, to access these products. And, you know, because there was such a high profit margin in faking these, say, limited edition sneakers, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, were able to fake these and, and pass them off to consumers. So there's a real spectrum when it comes to knockoff sneakers. Superperfects, for example, are fakes made with similar materials to the actual shoe. That means you won't get a noticeable fake leather smell. And to the untrained eye, the stitching will look pretty schmick. And then there's UAs, or unauthorised authentic shoes. These are made in the same designer brand factory, like Nike or Adidas, with pretty much the same material, but sold by the factory without the brand's permission. So every time you sell something on StockX, it first is sent to one of our 11 different authentication centers around the world. Our authenticators then process the item, inspect it, check it for authenticity. So we've gotten really, really good at spotting these fakes. And so if the product passes authentication, it's then shipped onto the buyer and the buyer can have confidence that that product is, is real and legit. For sneakers alone, the global resale market is now worth $10 billion and it's expected to grow to nearly $30 billion in the next decade. That's more than the entire Australian fashion industry is worth right now. Sneaker resale is a huge chunk of the global resale apparel market. On StockX, the average pair goes for about 45% above retail price. But to really understand how big this biz is, take the Nike Air Mag self-lacing Back to the Future shoe. There are just 89 pairs in existence. To get some for yourself, you'll need a cool $90,000. And a pair of Nike Airship trainers, worn by Michael Jordan, smashed auction records in 2021, selling for almost $1.5 million. Ever since, you know, brands started essentially pursuing a model of what's called artificial scarcity, ever since they decided that it was in their interest as brands to kind of artificially limit the supply of products and make it somewhat difficult to access those products at retail, the secondary market has really proliferated. And you've seen this huge boon in the number of people that sell and resell products um, either casually or even professionally, you know, especially young people who go into this uh, as sellers who use it as a way to supplement their income and in some cases make it an entire career to be professional resellers. Some of the best-selling products on these online marketplaces are driven by artists and designers and musicians and athletes. They're usually one-off collabs like the Travis Scott and Nike Air Jordan 1s or 2020's Nike SB and Ben & Jerry's Chunky Dunky Dunks. Makers of fake goods have jumped at the chance to profit from these limited edition drops too. 
They're said to be the most attempted counterfeit sneakers on these resale platforms. Back to Adam Pentafello, our sneaker authenticator, who was sniffing shoes a little earlier. Inside the 1500 square metre Melbourne Authentication Centre, Adam and 10 other authenticators work in pods. Sneakers are inspected at each workstation, then loaded onto racks and whizzed off to the outbounding team. StockX authenticators are trained to go through, on average, 50 different checkpoints to determine authenticity and verify that a sneaker meets what's called the dead stock condition standard. Dead stock, meaning the item is new and unworn. First up, the packaging. Is the box undamaged? Is it legit? Authenticators are checking everything from the size of the box itself to font size, texture and colour of tissue paper. Well, first off, you, you want to use your instincts, like your sight, your smell and touch. Obviously, certain brands use their particular fonts and materials. Then onto the product itself. Is the shoe the right size, the right colour, the right silhouette? Is the logo to the right dimensions? Then it's into the nitty gritty details. Are the shoes in brand new condition or have they been worn? Are there any defects? Are all the materials used in the product the right ones and are they real? Are the seams, stitching, gluing and other construction details right for this specific product? And that's when the sniff test comes into it. And then, yeah, smell. Like particular brands, materials, they have their smells to it. So we often smell the shoes to identify whether it's real or not because the a factory, when they're making a, a fake item, will use cheaper products. Therefore, obviously, not smelling as nice or smelling like the legitimate pair every now and again you get loose threads and stuff we've got scissors we've got a like a suede brush it's pretty basic stuff but we rely on obviously on our ourselves the most our hands our eyes all our senses so how do you get into this line of work you start with a trainer one or two trainers that will sort of introduce you to the basics we'll go through the basics of each brand obviously common brand standards and then we get into sort of the nitty-gritty side where you'll learn about each particular model you'll learn about particular model standards with each item. Adam says he sees far fewer fakes than he once did, but that doesn't mean that they aren't regularly challenged. You get items that haven't released in 10, 20 years, so your your knowledge might not be the same as something that you've seen 100 times this week. So every now and again, you'll get an older shoe or a particular model that just doesn't come in that often. It's not a highly sought-after model. That's just a little bit harder to authenticate. So obviously you're going to take a little bit more time with it, inspect it properly, go through everything you know. And there's also just other authenticators you can rely on if you need help. What happens when authenticators do spot a fake? It's pretty exciting. I mean, when you see it, you feel like you've just stopped someone in their tracks to make sure that the person on the other end, the buyer, is getting what they wanted and they're not just buying off some random person online and risking the fact of getting a fake. So it makes you feel pretty good. It makes you feel like, not a, not a superhero, it makes you feel like you're Spider-Man saving someone. Leanne Queck, aka Monsieur Banana, is a sneaker collector with 43,000 followers on Instagram, 75,000 YouTube subscribers and close to 200 sneakers stacked high in her Melbourne apartment. The last time I 
fully camped out was like probably in 2016 or something. And I was so dedicated to getting these sneakers. I still remember they're the Yeezy Pirate Blacks. I was so determined to get a pair. And like the day before the release, I like asked my friends around me. I'm like, hey, do any of you guys want to go camp out for sneakers? But they're not into sneakers. So obviously they're like, no, we don't want to go camp out for a pair of shoes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to rock up on my own. It, it was quite fun but at the same time I was like why why am I sleeping on a camping chair <laughs> for a pair of shoes but it's because I really really wanted a pair and you know I think it's worth it for me having to pay the retail price for a pair of sneakers because at that time the retail price for those sneakers were like 250 Australian dollars and the resale at that time you know you could probably flip them for over a thousand dollars maybe 1.8 or even more People under 35, like Monsieur Banana, are fueling the sneaker resale boom. They're moving away from fast fashion to seek exclusive collaborations and unique, hard-to-find items that have a big return on investment. These are often Gen Z millennial kids who are using reselling as a, a source of supplementing their income. Some of them even make professional careers out of reselling. Hi, I'm Ivana, and I currently resell sneakers as a full-time job. And Ivana will go to all sorts of lengths to get the goods. So there's a few different ways you can purchase shoes, I guess. So one of them is to camp out overnight in front of a store, say like Adidas or Foot Locker or JD Sports or whoever's like selling the shoes, right? Um, Another way, well, the more common way now since COVID is online releases. So say the Jordans will drop on like the Nike site um, you'll get Yeezys on the Adidas site and then it's usually at a set time online and you have to be ready at that time to buy the shoes and check out with them. And then the third way is um, through raffles. So it's usually reserved for like the more limited sneakers, like the really, really limited ones. There'll be like a raffle system. So you just enter your details and if you're lucky, you're chosen. Purchasing these in-demand sneakers online sounds pretty straightforward. But a relatively recent contender into the market is making it a lot tougher. Bots. In the sneaker resale world, a bot refers to a software application that speeds up the online checkout process and helps resellers nab hyped pairs online in seconds. In many cases, these bots are built by sneakerheads and self-taught developers. And in most cases, it means the regular consumer barely stands a chance when looking to snap up the latest drop. When it's a shoe that you really wanted, yeah, it <laughs> And you're like, oh gosh, I have to pay resale now. <laughs> Monsieur Banana, on the other hand, isn't a reseller. She just really loves shoes. She first got into sneaker collecting in the mid-2000s. And her excitement for kicks matches my enthusiasm for, say, pasta. I still remember so vividly when I went to Hong Kong and visited the physical babe store. And I was, of course, like really desperate for a pair of babe stars. And I remember just going there, asking them, what is your smallest size? And at that time, it was a men's US 7 that they had. And it was probably like two or three sizes way too big for me. And I was like, okay, yeah, I, I want it. And I didn't even care what color it was. And I actually still have them to this day. I will never get rid of them. That They're pretty much falling apart, but I'm going to keep them. Monsieur Banana purchased hers directly from the retailer. But I wanted to know from Adam, what would she have to look for if she was buying them resale? 
if you look at like a vape hoodie or a vape item, you want to make sure that the little tag with the vape head logo is the correct color. It's usually gold. So you want to make sure it's the right gold with the right metallic sheen to it. Okay, that's pretty niche. What about for other brands? With Adidas, for example, like you can go by the Yeezys or just the Boost in general. You want to make sure that the actual Boost cushioning technology feels the way it's meant to feel. It's the correct Boost because they can make it sort of look identical, but as soon as you touch it, you know that it's it's not right because they can get the, the look of the item, but they can never get the actual technical aspect to it, to the performance side of the actual cushioning. Say, for example, like an Air Max bubble or a, yeah, a Boost cushioning system. At a certain point, though, the standard of fakes can be quite impressive. Is it a bit like points to you for pulling this off? Yeah, absolutely. Like some of the materials these factories use is phenomenal. Like it smells like a proper Italian leather couch. But I mean, majority of the time, the the fakes are made to make money. So they're usually trying to make them as cheap as possible so they can make a bigger profit. So they don't want to make an expensive product to not make much money. So 90, like, I mean, 90% of the time, you're going to get a fake that is obviously fake or the smell is terrible because they've used cheap glue or cheap fabric. It's those collabs that Adam mentioned earlier, like last year's limited edition Nike SB and Ben and Jerry's Chunky Dunky Dunks that really go crazy on the resale market. Gen Z especially are interested in the meeting of brands and artists and designers. Here's Jesse again. Some of the most popular sneakers, for instance, are collaborations between Travis Scott and Jordan Brand. They're currently reselling for around $3,500. Or, you know, we sell these limited edition Crocs that are collaborations between artists like Post Malone and Justin Bieber and the brand Crocs. And those are going for a couple of hundred each. In a bid to verify sales on its own platform, eBay recently introduced Authenticity Guarantee in Australia. This means a team of independent authenticators inspect your sneakers before they are sent to you. But even these large companies can get it wrong. With a quick Google search, you'll find a number of people who'll claim to have been sold fakes from a wide variety of online retailers. Unfortunately, unlike cars, there's no roadworthy certificate. And even then, you could be sold a lemon. So much relies on trust and who you know. So how do you reduce the risk of buying a fake? Is there knowledge you should be armed with before you buy from a reseller? Of course there is. Our seller, Ivana, shares her tips. If you go on Marketplace, there's really, there's a lot. Fake bags, fake shoes, fake <laughs> fake clothes. You do have to be super, super careful and know who you're dealing with, yes. So I tend to search out people that, like, have a good reputation in the community, I guess, like people that are trusted sellers. So there tend to be people that, you know, post regularly, in like Facebook groups and stuff. Um, you can also, you know, send the photos um, that you see online to authentication services like CheckCheck, Check, who will verify if the shoes are legit based on the photos. Or if you just want to save yourself the hassle, you can always go to stock, sites like StockX, who will verify them for you. Monsieur Banana says while she's never purchased a fake by accident, one time she did for the sake of a YouTube explainer video. When I opened up that parcel, I just knew straight away that they were fake. Even if no one told me that they were fake, I just knew straight away because the box just looked so questionable. Um, And also because I have the authentic pair of those 
two sneakers that I got. Um, so to me, it was really obvious, but I'm not too sure whether to the untrained eye, they wouldn't be able to tell a difference. And like any purchase, there's one thing that should set off an internal alarm bell. If the price is too good to be true, then it's probably too good to be true. First and foremost, you need to make sure that the price is right. So if something is very, very cheap, then I would stay clear of that because generally with these resale sneakers, there's always a market price that you can look up online or just see what other people are listing them for. Think someone's trying to sell you a fake? Your gut feeling is probably right. Monsieur Banana says it's important to be suspicious of your potential seller. I always make sure that I ask them for more photos and also proof of purchase, like a receipt or something, and also a box. So most of the time, I find that if someone doesn't have a sneaker box, I find that to be a little bit sketchy. And also, I find that if people are trying to sell you the sneakers in a hurry, then I would be careful as well because you know most of the time these people they just want to make a quick sale and then you may transfer the money to them and then that is the last time you hear from them and also when it comes to payment um, personally for me I always go with PayPal when I'm purchasing from a new person the first time around instead of just doing a bank transfer because with PayPal they do have bias protection when it comes to resale Ultimately, there's always a risk. So why go to all the trouble? As cliche as it sounds, like I think it's important to be like authentic to what you're passionate about. And to me, like I just love sneakers and I have, you know, friends like asking me whether I'm doing it for the hype or like doing it because it's trendy at the moment. And I'm like, you know what? It's not, it's making me lose money or right? I'm spending all this money on shoes. <laughs> but it's, it's just because I, I love it. Yeah. This episode of FYI was written and reported by Steph Vigilante. The show is produced by Carla Arnold, executive produced by Ellen Fraser and hosted by me, Kachavaktul. Martin Peralta mixed the episode and, along with Alexander Gao, composed our theme music. Additional engineering by Derek Myers at Castaway Studios. Design by the company you keep. Editorial direction by Ellen Fraser and Kachavaktul. Special thanks to Tiziana, Gino and Lisa Vigilante, Camilla King and Lauren Hunt. Also thanks to everyone at Broadsheet who helped make the show happen. To hear more FYI, subscribe in your favourite podcast player. You'll find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and where all good podcasts are found. If you like the show, leave us a rating. If you want to get in touch, you can reach us at podcast at broadsheet.com.au. FYI is by Broadsheet, Australia's go-to culture guide. For more fascinating slices of culture in your city, head to broadsheet.com.au.